This episode of the F1 Girlies in the Race is recorded on Ngunnawal country. We pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey, hey! I really love this song that we use for this. It's a really good song. Like I just want to pop it on in the car. (laughs) (laughs) It has that cute little drop there where it's just like, yeah. So good. So good. Uh, But hello, I am Mick. I'm Geneva. And welcome to the F1 Girlies in the Race. Yeah. We talk all things F1 Academy. Very exciting. It's so, oh my gosh. Like, yes, it is exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of things have happened recently. Like we had a yes. Susie visit um number ten. Yep. Reppin. Reppin the UK. Toto on the arm as a little accessory, <laughs> if I just say so myself. A hundred percent. It's it's so funny. Sometimes I'm I'm a hundred percent just like gonna side side yeah, I love it. Hit, dramatically hit for a second. But, like, I, I always, when it comes to F1, I find it really interesting as, like, from the outsiders or to certain people within different yeah. spheres, who they count as who's plus one. Like, the reason oh, I'm saying so this true. is because with Shakira being in Silverstone, which we'll talk about in our next F1 episode, by the way. <laughs> but, like, I always think, are people out there being like, oh, Shakira could have a new boo who's this f1 driver yeah. whereas to us it's just like oh my gosh lewis is dating shakira like to us <laughs> she's the plus one in this situation and sometimes i feel like that with Susie. like sometimes i'm just like Susie, toto's her plus one in this scenario yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they change a bit i feel like depending yeah. on the situation which is yeah. quite nice i'm just like oh that's an equal same relationship with, same with jerry it. as well like it's kind of just For like sure. oh your christian's plus one no 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 christian's your plus one in this scenario yeah. <laughs> like, it's like ginger spice is here move aside christian yeah. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah, sorry going back to f1 so much has happened like i don't know about you but i also feel like the admins have just upped their game like i think we had a little break and then i don't know what happened maybe they like employing more people maybe but i just feel like we're just getting so much more content yeah we like, are i don't know what's that? been going on i was like were they on annual leave like what's happening like, like i don't know just back like i'm just like did they were they just like okay summer break we're just gonna ramp this up a little bit because i swear they're posting yeah. more videos on their socials they're For introducing sure. the drivers more more pictures it's great i'm loving it amazing i feel like we just can't keep up like the consistency is a bit all over the place at the moment oh yeah it's definitely (laughs) it's definitely like not top tier like like f1 (laughs) but it's i'm just like this is great this is fantastic it's really exciting um the weekend monza yes okay so yeah okay we're changing gears (laughs) oh we're jumping in we're jumping straight in. are we jumping straight in I feel like we don't Monza, have to if you don't want to. Well, I guess we can get there when we get there. But yes, Monza happened. So going into Monza, I didn't realize how close the championship uh, is. It called the championship? I still, I, I assume it's still called that. Oh, maybe? Yeah. but it's not like constructors. It's like teams. Yeah, yeah. So the team points are really, really close at the moment. Yeah. And then also the actual like individual drivers as well. Like I think it was changing. Was it in the second race that Hamner got taken out or something like that? 
and then they were just like wow this is going to dramatically change the points yeah. here like that's how close it is at the moment for them all which is just like, so exciting because I feel like when I go through the standings for just like F1 I'm just like oh okay maybe like one change here or there but like when I do the F1 Academy standings I'm like okay I'm moving everyone around I'm changing pages like this person went from 13th to 7th like yes. it's crazy but I feel like that's the same with their races right like I feel like every yeah. weekend there is someone on the podium that you're like damn like Jessica Egg is up there again 100% like, like you just can't it's, expect it's, who's gonna yeah. win it's it's just like I think it pure, like partly has to do with like the reverse grid like I know that that's there's so many elements to why it's changing like obviously everyone's in the same spec car which is always like Mm, such an interesting element to it (laughs) and then yeah like different talent levels just like it feels like everyone is just like closer and then yeah I feel like that reverse grid for the second race as well also helps because it's just like oh hey like the people who were in pole position and now like coming from semi back of the pack and yeah it's like, how do they make their way up like, when i think yeah. about the reverse grid i always just think of like dance class where it's like okay people at the back come to the front like switch lines <laughs> like i just imagine that but in like car form <laughs> i love that you know like i'm just like you know <laughs> i just yeah well, in a way, do you reckon it helps with them learning how to start from different positions on the grid? I think that's it for sure. That would definitely be a contributing factor. And it must be so like beneficial to the drivers because, yeah, it's that different experiences in all the different grid positions. Yeah. Whereas like when you look at other leagues, it's a very it can be very consistent about who's starting yeah. where. Yeah, So well, like, it's good. Because – going semi again i'm just sidestepping a little bit but like when oscar got his third place in p3 i was just like like how how do you not get super nervous like how do you prepare for this and then it's like yeah i guess it is all of those years in f4 f3 f2 where they do reverse grids that would you know teach you Mm. how do i do that in all the leagues i I think so i know i i know f2 does so I'm okay. just assuming F3 and F4 do as well. So it's really just F1 who doesn't. Yeah. Which I personally think that they should every now and then spice it up a little. Just spice it up. Put <laughs> Max at 20. Let's see what happens, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I have Nick DeVries at the front, but oh. RIP. I'm so oh. torn about this situation because <laughs> I'm so happy but so sad for him. Another thing um, we'll delve into in our we'll next episode. We'll delve into um, but speaking of Monza, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Chloe Grant's crash because there's like a couple elements to this. Like, so for everyone that doesn't know, in race one of Monza, um, Chloe had a pretty bad crash. Like, Great. she, it's one of those like airborne moments. If I can kind of try and describe it as best as I can, but essentially she clipped someone else's wheel, which like made her go airborne. The car flipped, and like luckily she is fire. doing okay. Yeah, and like I think she might have a fractured wrist, but ultimately, Gosh. ultimately she's out for the remainder of the season, mm. which is such a shame because she was definitely one of my favorites going into sure. the season. But I think it just sometimes puts things into perspective of just like how dangerous insane this sport is. Yeah. You, you do. You kind of do forget that this is such an intense sport. 
Exactly. Like every week and they're putting their life on the line. Like it, it comes down to that. Yeah. And just like you know? how quickly in a moment it can change. Like, and yeah. Yeah. Like even just seeing the debris on the track and stuff, it's just like, oh my gosh. Like when it happened, incredible. it gave me that feeling of when Joe crashed. A hundred percent. When That's I was like, oh, where my mind no, went no, no, as no. well. And I was like, yeah. shit. And the the damage that I thought, the damage, exactly. Mm. Like when I saw those cars clip and then it went up in the air and then it twisted over and then it caught on fire and it was slitting across the road. I was just like, why do these cars suddenly look so flimsy? Yeah. It's because they're so light, right? But I, again, it's just like, thank God they introduced the the halo halo into this sport. Oh my gosh. Thank God. Like Like, I know people were against it, but. Yeah, Toto Wolf. (laughs) Toto. But like. You, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's like compilation videos out there where it's just like, oh, if their Halo hadn't have been introduced, this is when we would have lost certain drivers. Like Charles oh Leclerc would have died at this race in 2018. Joe would have died <laughs> in Silverstone. Lewis Hamilton would have died at Silverstone in like 2021. Oh, and yeah. yeah. And then you think about like the other, yeah, like categories as well, where we've seen really bad For crashes sure. in F2 this year. We have now... Yeah f1 academy like chloe as well and it's yeah gosh but you're so, so right scary. like it is like those they look like beasts of a machine and then when they crash and crumble you're mm. just like wow because i feel like when i watch like the f1 cars they're starting at the lights out away we go moment when the guy at the back is walking across he doesn't seem that <laughs> He doesn't seem that large. But when I was watching it for F1 Academy, I was like, why does this man look like a giant and these cars look so little? Yeah, true. I never thought about that. It was just like, I was like, hang on, wait a second. Why does this all look like plastic all of a sudden? Like I was just really (laughs) confused. And and I'm sure they're very well-built cars for sure. But I think that like there's such, you can tell the level goes up like the level of car and like the construction of car goes up at every level like I can't even but is it true that it's like I don't know if I'm making this up so I hope I'm not but isn't it true that some vehicles because I think they do that with like commercial cars as well that like they Mm. purposely make cars more damageable to make it safer so what they do similar for like these cars that it's like well, A, I know that, like, car- like the carbon fiber itself, like, it's purely weight that they're, like, trying to get speed so they make stuff as light mm. as possible. So, you know, it's not going to be a heavy metal that they use. That's true. But, like, at the same time, I wonder if they put in safety precautions where it's like, okay, if this car is going to buckle, it. these are the bits that are going to be really bloody hard so that nobody gets badly injured. But maybe yeah. other elements, they're like, okay, but they then we can sacrifice off. this bit because it actually might be safer for that and then maybe potentially easier to get to the driver yeah like really bad situation it's like how i didn't know until very recently that the cars actually have inbuilt fire extinguishers wait what yeah i had no idea because people be catching on fire quite often so i'm quite shocked by that which i kind of semi think may have happened um side side sidestepping again (laughs) but when kevin's car caught on fire at silverstone i think that happened where like i think the there's something to do with the engine that like it has a yeah oh. inbuilt fire extinguisher but yeah but oh sorry going back to chloe going I, back to I, chloe sorry i i wonder like how this is going to affect her getting back in the car 
Like, I... Yeah. Because I guess we've kind of semi-seen that with Hamner, who, like, broke her wrist, has come back and done exceptional yeah. things. But I always wonder, like, when you have a crash... And say it's... I, we were kind of Same having a similar... Yeah, conversation with it about Joe. Where it's like, do, do you then become a bit more like nervous hopping in the car or or Mm. or is it pretty much one of those things where it's like these drivers are built to be like this happens we crash we get back in the car i guess like it comes down to like i think these people as individuals love that adrenaline love that type of sport like they're in a racing sport yeah so I feel like it's like a football player, if they're getting a bad tackle, like they're still coming back onto the field. So I think that it's really interesting because like me as an average average person, not a race car driver, I would be like, I would actually be traumatized because you would really have that hesitation getting back in. But I know a lot of the time, and I am referring to Top Gun, the first movie, you need to get back in the vehicle quite as like as soon as you can, because then you don't want that like mental state to like sort of settle in. I also wonder because I, I, I'm really using Joe as an example here, but I remember after you, his crash last year, like so I can't remember if it was in a post interview or something like that, but he was just like, it really didn't feel that bad. Like he was kind of just like, it yeah, looked he was worse like, I than it to felt. My eyes. Yeah. And it's like, is that, does that help you too? I, sorry, I'm like really sidestepping here as well, but do you reckon they learn how to crash properly? Like, well, we know they learn how to intentionally crash, so I'm assuming you hope. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know how when you're rock climbing, they're like, hey, if you fall, this is the correct procedure to help yourself not um, break any bones. I can only think, assume, yes. Do you think the drivers have a similar <laughs> thing where they're like, okay, if this is happening, close your eyes? Maybe, because, like, I know they have so many techniques. Like, I remember, like, Mick Schumacher once, like, he sort of spun out and I think he took his hands off the wheel. Also, like, they have all these, like, different techniques. Yeah. So they don't get caught up and get injured and hurt their bodies. So I assume there would be, yep. like, different techniques that would be either passed down or something like that. But also when I think – sorry, back to Joe again. Maybe it was because it was, mu- like, a, a spinning and then yep. land. And then it was, like, trap. <laughs> trap. That was – yeah, gosh. Also, George Russell, I love you for, like, stopping your car and just, like, getting out being like, this man needs help. But then so sweet how he went, like, saw the marshal and was just like, hey, come hang out with me. Oh, oh really? I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, um, marshals. Volunteers, I might add. Volunteers. Yeah. Oh, so good. Crazy. But, um, again, it's like, I'm kind of just really glad to hear that she's okay she's Chloe. okay and i really sure. hope that she gets back on the grid next year because that was kind of my other question like because i guess we don't really know the format of contracts when it comes no, to the f1 academy and do you think the team will replace her like do they have a reserve driver or do you reckon it's just like okay we're just gonna now I'm continue sure. for the next few races one driver down but yeah i just i it, like tricky. i'm interested i'm like now will this like hinder your opportunity next year in the f1 academy or is it like you know, know your seat's safe like yeah no seat is so safe no seat is oh, yeah. safe <laughs> <laughs> that today. oh gosh um, uh, yeah it's so intriguing yeah but i'm glad i'm glad she's like you know okay and then it wasn't more damage you know sure. but it also just makes me think as well just really quickly like i when we hear like post-race interviews from the F1 drivers, it's very much like, well, this crash shouldn't have happened because we're so developed now in our driving skills that we should be able to get to the end of the race without anyone getting hurt. So I think it is quite interesting. Like you do see these more intense crashes 
um, sort of early on in their careers moving yeah. up. So then when the ones happen in F1, it's like, oh my gosh, this is serious because it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I, I guess it is just that matter of like, because I'm not even kidding, but I reckon this is probably the exact same thing, thing that did happen to Joe, which is why it's like we feel like that's a yeah. great example to talk about because I'm pretty sure the exact similar situation happened where it's like Joe clipped Russell and in this case I think it was Chloe clipped I can't remember I think it may have been an MP possibly Um, or a Prema it it was one of the two but similar thing where it's like nicked the tire and then from there it like created a ramp on the second tire Mm -hmm. which then made it happen which is pretty much the exact same thing that happened to Joe so it's like it's kind of crazy that it's just those tiny smidge, few centimetres or millimetres that you're just a tiny bit too tap. close. Yeah. And then and right over. Yeah. I can see your halo. Literally. Like, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Literally saves so many lives. Anyway, so many I lives. Just, I just, yeah. Love you, the yeah. halo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to take a little break and then we're going to introduce our final team. Woo-hoo. Girl. Yeah. Okay. God, I love us. Okay. All right. We are talking about our fifth and final team. It is Prima. So they are an Italian based team who are currently second in the standings with 303 points. The team was founded in 1983 by Angelo Rosin and Giorgio Piccolo. So the Prema Racing has become the leading contender in junior single-seater racing. It is widely recognized as the third force in Italian motorsports, sitting just behind F1's Ferrari and Alfa Tori in terms of size, achievements and competition profiles. So not only Prima entered a wide variety of racing championships from Formula 2 to Formula 4, but also excelled in all of them. And we should also add F1 Academy to that list as well. Oh, wow. Okay, here's one little extra fun fact to just throw out there. So Prima is proud of the continued success achieved by its former drivers. So these include... Joe Guan Yu, Mick Schumacher, Charles Leclerc, Lance Stroll, Pierre Gasly, Antonio Givenossi, Nicholas Latifi, and our boy Esteban Ocon. So we're all prima donna boys. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Yeah. I just, I always forget that like, they're like 25 and they're like 20 years into their <laughs> yeah, career. True. You know? Get signed young. Oh my gosh, let's get into the drivers. Okay, first up, we've got Chloe Chong. So after three years of competing in karts in the UK, Chloe steps up to the car racing in 2023 with Prima Racing in F1 Academy. So Chloe is a finalist of the FIA Women in Motorsport Commission's Girls on Track Rising Stars scheme, along with um, Chloe impressed the Ferrari driver, um, Academy during the Italian program scouting in 2021. Yeah, nice. So that's quite exciting. Can I also say something really interesting about this team? So we haven't really yeah. mentioned it over the over the time, um, but all of the drivers are chronological number wise. So it's like the first team is one, two, three, then it goes four, five, six. It's nice. But interesting about 
the interesting thing about this team, there is no number 13. So it skips and it goes straight to 14, 15, 16. Why? I imagine it's because of the unlucky number 13. Oh, I see. So it's like, yes. Yeah, okay, so I imagine that it's just like we're not having a 13. Yeah. That's very interesting. Okay. But yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the second driver we have to introduce you today is Marta Garcia, an absolute superstar, Taking if I do say so Taking the lead myself. in the championship so at the moment. Beg- <laughs> literally, absolutely incredible. So she started her career in karts and took titles, including the CIKFIA Karting Academy Trophy and the Trofello Deli Industry, both coming in 2015. So from there, Marta graduated to car racing in Spanish F4 in 2016 and was a regular point scorer in the series. She has competed in campaigns in the W Series and is now in the Prima lineup for amazing. F1 Academy. Just another amazing. All of these drivers are amazing. I'm always just like, wow. They're just so amazing. <laughs> Such just illustrious like, careers I, for like the, 19, 20 year olds. Like, <laughs> so good. I just can't even fathom. Like, it's just when I think about the income in the future, I just can't. Um, (laughs) Okay, and so the last driver we have is Bianca Bustamante, also a superstar in my opinion. So having competed in karting since the age of five, Bianca made the step up to racing in single seaters in 2022. So the 18-year-old drove her maiden campaign in W Series in 2022 and most recently she has been competing in the UAE Formula 4 in 2023 also with Prima Racing and so far achieving two top 10 finishes across the series and is now with Prima for F1 Academy so also super accomplished. I had no idea she was so young. That's amazing. Yeah, for some reason I thought she was like yeah, 25. Same. I don't, yeah. Also, if you haven't seen it, everyone go to her Instagram page because she was recently in Vogue Philippines and it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Oh my God. It, she's, I love it. I she's also like the out. first Philippines driver to like win ever. And she just like got celebrated the first time she got her F1 Academy win. It was just, it was so I good. I love that. Um, but I think that that's all we have time for. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and we shall catch you all in our next in in the race episode. I think next they're in. So they're they're in France next. Which would be good. I Lovely. love that circuit. So good. <laughs> um, so we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>